Welcome to Journey Church Podcast. It's great to have you with us. Here at Journey, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend's worship experience. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. We hope you enjoy the message. Okay, well, would you help me by welcoming to the stage my good friend, JT. Come on, let's make some noise for Jesus. If you love him, make it louder. So excited, so excited to be with you guys today in this new series as we kick off Making Change. And and, uh, we're going to learn a lot. We're going to have some practical teaching. It's going to be very, 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 very practical. Okay, you're going to leave with some good takeaways. But before I continue, I just want to say thank you so much for our pastors. How many of you guys love our pastors? How many guys think we have the greatest pastors in the city of Orlando? Come on, make some noise. And uh, I promise you, he will be back next week communicating before you, okay? You want to make sure that you're back next week so you can hear Pastor JJ speak. Love him, love him, love him. But we're kicking off this, kicking off, kicking off this series, Making Change. And uh, one thing about making change is sometimes change is automatic. How many guys know that? Change can be automatic. And sometimes you can view life as a vehicle. And sometimes I think that we view life as an automatic vehicle. And we're just like, all right, I'm just going to put this thing in cruise control and just take off and smooth it out. But I think that life is more of a standard vehicle. Sometimes you got to make pivotal shifts depending on the speed of life to know what changes and decisions you need to make. And I think in this series here today, we're going to be talking about a shift that maybe we need to make within our finances so we can see effective change. You guys here with So I want you guys to just really open up your heart, open up your mind, because I know some of us may be excited that we're going to be talking about finance. You're like, yes, God, finally a series on finances. Hallelujah. But some of us, we're just like, this is a series on finances. I'm just going to pull this one out. I don't know if I want to just do this one. It's not on faith. It's not on love, sex, and marriage. I don't know about that. But I would encourage you, lean in like never before. Lean in onto this message because more than finances, like Pastor JJ just said, we're going to be talking about the heart. Jesus did talk about finances more than any other message because he says, if I know how you steward your finances, I know how your heart is. And that's so real. We need to understand that. So today we're kicking off less is more. Someone say less is more. Come on, shout it out. Less is more. Next week, we're going to be talking about stress is bad. Say stress is bad. The next week we're going to be talking about giving is good. Someone say giving is good. And the last week we're going to be talking about tomorrow matters. Someone say tomorrow matters. So let's go through it one more time. Let's say less is more. Stress is bad. Giving is good. Tomorrow matters. One more time so it can stay in you. Less is more. Stress is bad. Giving is good. Tomorrow matters. And because we're talking about less is more, I want to give you just one verse, just one verse that you can just hinge on today. I'm going to think that's okay. All right, just one verse, one verse. I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of scripture, just one verse that you could just hinge on, anchor on, and let it just get deep in you. And it's in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse six. It says, better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. 
Now, I used to be a children's pastor, and the way that we would memorize scripture is with hand movements, so I want you guys to do this with hand movements with me today. Okay, we finna get active. Financial fitness up in here, okay? So we're gonna do this. Better is one handful. Then you gotta say like this, with tranquility. Like your Siri, with tranquility. Then two handfuls with toil. Come on, move side to side. And chasing after the wind. You guys got that? Y'all gonna memorize this one. Let's do it again. Better is one handful with tranquility. Then two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. One more time, let's get it in. It's better as one handful with tranquility. Then two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Come on, let's give it up. Y'all gonna memorize that. Put it on your fridge, write it on your phone. Y'all can do that with your kids later on. Hey, memorizing scripture. But I want to propose to you that living with less can actually lead to a more fulfilling life. I want you to write that down. Living with less can actually lead to a more fulfilling life. Can you help me pray for this message? Father, I thank you so much for my friends and my family that are here today. I thank you that we're here for no other reason than we need you. We need your wisdom. We need more of your grace. We need you to illuminate truth in our lives so that way we can never be the same again. We ask you, Lord, equip us with the tools so we can make changes within the area of our finances. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, shout amen. Any bargain shoppers in the house? Yeah. Shopping on the low. I am not that guy. I wish I was, man. I know what I want to get, and if I see it, I buy it. My wife, she's like, eh, 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 eh. is that on sale? Then it can wait. And if you know my wife, some of you guys know her. I love my wife so much. She was over here singing the song with all black with her fine self. Amen. Bless the Lord. But my wife is known as the thrifting queen. If you know my wife, come on, make it up. She is known as the Goodwill Queen. And I got a couple of items because she has taught me, y'all. My wife has discipled me in the area of Goodwill shopping. So we went to Port St. Lucie one time, and I found this blazer, double-breasted, right? Looks like something you could find as our Three bucks. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think every item here is nothing more than $5, right, babe? Most of the items here? Blazer seven, I'm sorry, seven, I'm sorry. The blazer and the suit, too much, two bucks more, right? This is actually the wedding dress that my wife wore for her wedding day. Look at that, yeah, beautiful. She wore that on her wedding day. I wanna show you guys a photo of it because it just looks so good. Oh my God, hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? That wedding dress, $5. He that has found it a good thing in the Lord. Amen? I found a good thing in Jesus. Yes, Lord. $5. Matter of fact, our whole wedding, guys, and I don't say this to boast or if you had a grand wedding at Disney, that's awesome that you were able to do that. But we only spent $5,000 with our ceremony, reception, and the honeymoon. 5000 
So if you need some wisdom, need some coaching, see us after the service, we got you. If you plan on getting married, we got you. We got you. We got you. And we're definitely on a stricter, stricter budget now because we have some exciting news that I didn't get to share with the first experience, but I want to share with you guys because you're my family. And that's, we are expecting our first child. Come on. Yeah. Woo. First experience is going to be mad at me, right? But I love y'all. I love the second experience. I love y'all, man. So excited. We're so excited. We're walking in through that new journey. And you know, uh, because of this new journey in us being parents, now us having a house, uh, we have to figure out within our lives um, what matters less and what matters more. What matters less and what matters more. So the title of my message today is One Handful at Goodwill. Tell your neighbor, one handful at Goodwill. One handful at Goodwill. Let me ask you a question and maybe you want to write this down. What matters to you the most? If you were to really think about that just for one minute, what matters to you the most? And uh, I actually proposed this question on social media a couple days ago, and it was so interesting to hear all the responses that I got back. And if you participate in that, thank you so much. But it was so amazing to hear the similar responses from people where, number one, their relationship with God, Number two, their family. Uh, if they were married, their spouse. Some people even said their health is a huge value for them of what they really want to focus, what matters for them the most. Uh, but, but you would be surprised that not one person, not one person out of the about 25 that responded, not one person put the money in my bank account. Not one person put that 75-inch curved TV that I got. Yeah, that thing matters to me. Mm-hmm. That thing matters. Not one person put my golf clubs. Not one person wrote my Disney park passes, even though I know for some of us that's a touchy thing. Yeah, it's very important. But not one person wrote that. Not one person. Everyone that wrote to me told me it was either their relationship with God, their family, their friendships, or their health. Because I really believe that what's important to you is what you value. What, it's what's important to you is what you value. So we're going to talk about four key points today that I really think that can help you experience less is more in your life. And number one, if we're going to make these critical shifts in our lives and these changes, number one, we got to have a heart check. Someone say heart check. Heart check. Because the truth is, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. And it's not talking about a pot of gold here. It's talking about really what you value is what's seen in your heart. What you value is what's seen in your heart. If you value family, it's going to be seen through your lifestyle. If you value friendships, it's going to be seen in the way that you conduct yourself with your relationships. If you value your relationship with God, you're going to see a consistent pattern all throughout your life of you making investments in that. The Bible also says this, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Married couples, where are you at? Make some noise. Husbands, that's your chance. Married couples, where are you at? Make some noise. 
better shout it, Josh. Let's go. Excitement. You know, when you're dating, you want to say all the right things when you're dating. You know what I'm talking about? When you're dating, you're trying to be all cute and stuff. So you see your girl eating. You're like, girl, you look so cute when you eat. I like the way. And she's going in on that burger, y'all. She's like, <laughs> oh, you think I'm cute? <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. I just love to eat. I love to eat. It's so good. She's going in. You're like, you look so cute. Or when you hear him laugh for the first time, you're like, you sound so cute when you laugh. You're like, that's so cute. That's so cute the way you laugh, boo. And then what happens? You get married. And what was cute is now annoying. Why you always got to laugh? Is that your real laugh? Why are you laughing like, ha, 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 ha. My wife told me that one time. My wife told me, she was like, is that your authentic laugh, babe? Are you being genuine? Because it sounds really fake. And I'm like, oh, that's my real laugh, babe. It's the way Jesus made my laugh. It's a ha, ha, ha. Man, I remember the first time I saw my wife make eggs, y'all. Oh. Eggs are not supposed to be brown, right? And she blames it. It was an old pan. She was like, it was an old pan, okay? And I put some olive oil, and the olive oil got stuck on the pan, so that's why they were brown. I was like, good Jesus, Lord. All right. In my house, they're kind of yellow, and maybe a little white sometimes, you know? And she's like, excuse me, babe? I'm like, babe, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, you get all apologetic. You're like, I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. And she's like, where'd that come from? And Jesus is in the back like, I know. His heart. Been there the whole time. It's been in his heart. You got to have a heart check because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You got to believe that God is going to show up in your finances. You got to believe that your house will prosper. You got to believe that God wants you to live in blessing. But you got to position your heart to speak those things. Number two, after having a heart check, say heart check. Number two, you got to learn how to cut back. Someone say cut back. Cut back. Man, when me and my wife got married, uh, we were living in a 600 square foot apartment. 600 square foot. And I was already living there before her. So, so you know what happens. She moves in. So once was the master closet that was ours is now hers. So your boy had to take all his stuff out. She took the whole master closet with all her stuff. I got the closet that was in the living room area. It's about four by six, tight. Your boy was tight in there. Like, I guess all I need is three pairs of pants, I guess. I guess all I need is four collared shirts. All right, get rid of those six pairs of shoes. Two it is. Okay, we're good. And we had to cut back. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. You don't just have a closet. You have closets in your house. Okay, some of y'all don't even just have closets. You got walk in closets. Okay, some of y'all don't just have walk in closets. You got walk around closets. Y'all can host a small group in that thing. Like, hey, small group at my closet. Come by. It's going to be very intimate. Tight. You know, we're there. Some of us have so much stuff in our closets. And this is the thing. We got so much stuff in our closets. And this is what we say. I don't have nothing to wear. Ladies, I love y'all. I don't got, there's nothing for me to wear. 
Some of us have so much stuff in our closets that we have to put it somewhere else. And where's that place? The garage. What is a garage for? An automobile. That's what the garage is for. But we got so much stuff that we got to put in the garage. Some of us have so much stuff in our closets, in our garage, that we have to put it in the attic. All right. Amen. Freedom, Lord. Some of us have so much stuff in our closets, our garage, and our attic. This is what we do. We rent out space at storage units. You pay people to store your stuff. Set them free, Lord. Set them free. Set them free, Jesus. But here's the thing. This is what I've learned. We need to learn how to cut back in our consumption. We can become consumers and forget, man, what am I contributing to? Man, I got a lot of stuff here. What can I give away? Who can I bless? Who can I help out? I don't want to just consume. I want to contribute. I want to give. That's why it's so amazing that our dream team commits serving every Sunday. They give of their time. They give of their talents. They give of their treasures. Why? Because they say, man, I just want to give. I just want to give back. He's been so good to me. I want to give back. Number three, after we have learned how to have a heart check, after we have learned how to cut back, number three, we need to learn how to clear out. Clear out. Someone shout clear out. And I'm going to be transparent with you guys. I'm not a messy person. I'm not. I'm not. I may not be the most organized, but I'm not a messy person. But one of the things that I can get a little unorganized with is my email inbox. So can I show it? Look at that. Don't judge me. Some of y'all got 20,000. Stop. <laughs> Keep the stones. Okay. Some of y'all got 20,000 in your inbox. But I'm being honest. I can relate with you. I can empathize with you. I hear you. I got to learn how to be a little bit more organized with that. But here's the thing. You got to learn how to clear out like your life depends on it. Because you will clear out to make time for what matters in your life. You will clear out to make time for what matters in your life. Right? There's this one lady that me and my wife, we came across. We're always looking for new things, whether on television or Netflix. And we came across this amazing young lady. Her name is Marie Kondo. Tidying up with Marie Kondo. This is a plug. If you're watching Marie, I love you, girl. My sister. God bless you. But she will go to people's house and help them clear out their closets, help them clear out of access stuff just so they can get rid of what they don't need. Just so they can get rid of what they don't need. Because here's the thing. I get it. I get it. We all have some type of sentimental value to some things. We're like, I can't let this go. This is the teddy bear I've had since I was two. <laughs> Can't let it go. I get it. Some of us, it's hard for us to let things go because we didn't grow up with a lot. We didn't grow up privileged. So now that I have an opportunity to have some stuff, I'm going to enjoy some stuff. I'm going to have some stuff. But can I tell you, life does not consist on the abundance of things. Life does not consist on the abundance of things. The next thing I want to tell you guys, he's got to learn how to pay off. Number four, pay off. Someone shall pay off. Debt is not fun. No one looks at their debt and says, I have so much peace right now. <laughs> Just looking at all the debt I have, ah, I feel so good. This is great. 
look at your high interest rate credit cards, you're like, that's amazing. 22%, way to go. That's awesome. I love that. That's great. But you got to learn what's important, and that's having a plan to pay off your debt. You got to plan it. I'll tell you right now, financial meetings on my house are not game night. I'll tell you that. Huh. That is not date night. Financial meetings, woo! The financial meetings can turn into fight night real quick. If you marry, you know what I'm talking about. Like, babe, no, we got to do. I tried. I tried to do it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. Sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do and have a fight you don't want to have so you don't have to experience a loss you don't want to go through. Sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do to have a fight you don't want to have so you don't experience a loss you don't want to go through. You have to value planning because here's the thing. I know what it's like to be a free bird. I'm Mr. Optimistic. I'm the one in my house who's like, God's going to provide. Don't worry about it. God got that. If he invited, the tab's on him. You know, we use all those religious statements. You know what I'm saying? Like, God's got this, baby. Jehovah Jireh. My provider. Bust out on the song. And she's like, yeah, he's going to provide through a plan. Show me. Here's the paper and here's the pen. I want you to show me how God's going to work that out. Let's do that right there. She wants to know, do we have an emergency fund in place? Because here's the thing. Men, and I don't know what age we have in here, but men, what turns us on is her just being there. What turns them on is the security that they have that we're providing for them. Oh, you want to have a financial meeting? Okay. Oh, let's do that. Let's put a plan together. She wants to know, do we have a life insurance plan? God forbid something happens. Do we have life insurance in place? My wife asked me that the other day. She asked me immediately after, how much is that? <laughs> Funerals can be expensive. And I'll tell you, babe, them caskets are pricey. So from dust you came, from dust you go back. cremate you and just put you in that little jar and God bless him. He, it was a good man. It was a good man. You gotta, you gotta plan these things. They want to know that. Single guys, where you at? Yes. Roses are cool, but what she really wants to know is how's that savings plan going? How's your credit score? How much debt do you have? Because I have a lot of debt. So your debt, my debt, that ain't going to work. That's too much debt. Uh-uh. We need multiplication, but not in that. Uh-uh. I'm trying to subtract. Okay? I need you to complement my life. We got to learn how to do that. We got to learn how to pay off. Because here's the thing. It's okay to have nice things. Can we talk about that? It's okay to have nice things. Here's the problem. When a bunch of junk owns you, you don't have an opportunity to own nice things. So I'm going to say it like this. It's okay to own nice things, but just don't have a bunch of junk that owns you. 
Some of the richest people in the world are not those that have the most, but some of the richest people in the world are those that need the least. Some of the richest people in the world are those that have contentment. I love when Paul says, man, I know what it is to have a lot and I know what it is to have a little, but one thing I know is that I've learned to be content in all things. Because when you become to be content, what does that come with? That comes packaged with peace, financial peace university. Good plug. If you want to sign in for that next semester, do that. It helped me and my wife so much. Our four favorite words now are from Dave Ramsey. You know what those are? That's not good enough. Powerful words. They work too. Call your cable company today. Let them know. I, you, I did it. Liz told me to do it. She was like, you need to call the cable company and tell them that's not good. I was like, excuse me, sir. That's, that's not good enough. <laughs> you get scared on that first time. You're like... Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I said, that's not good enough. Okay, sir, well, how about 55? That works. Sounds great. Babe, it worked. That's happened, man. We've done that in our house. That's not good enough. You got to learn how to tell yourself that. When you try to make excuses, when your spouse tries to make excuses with unnecessary spending, that's not good enough. You got to learn how to implement that. And here's one of the things. I told you that some of the richest people in the world are those that need the least. If you've ever been on a mission trip, raise your hand. Good stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. We got a group right now in Cuba. They're out there. Let's make some noise for them. We, kinda, we have a couple of different other places that we're going this year, and we're so excited for that. But when I went on a mission trip, man, you go with this heart like, man, I'm ready to take care of these people. I'm ready to serve them. I'm ready to love them. They're less fortunate than me. I want to come equipped with a whole bunch of resources that I can bless them with. And you get there. You get there with all these things and you come ready to give. And then you see them, people that don't have anything, but yet they have a countenance and expressions on their face where they're just running with joy and playing and having fun. And you're like, what in the world? And it's a culture shock for you because they have nothing, but yet they're living like they have everything. You go to their worship services and you see them pursue God with all that is within them and they're crying and they're loving the Lord. And you quickly look within yourself and you're saying, I came to be a blessing to them and they are blessing me with their passion, with their heart, with their devotion. Because you don't have to have everything to have everything. And you get back, you come back from your missions trip and you get back home and you say, wow, I'm changed. That's it. I'm going to see different patterns in my life. And what happens is you start seeing these different patterns for maybe about a week or two. But for some reason, we go back. We go back with the desire to pursue things that we don't need when we have enough. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. I told you guys that I have one handful 
at goodwill. Let me show you guys in Romans chapter 12, verse two, and the worship team can come. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Society has a pattern in doing things. And it's, let's get, get, get. It's not enough. I need more. I got to have the latest things. I got to have the latest devices. I got to drive the newest car. Can I tell you something? Better is one okay car with a low payment than a new car with a payment that has me upside down and stressing. Better is one house that may not be the biggest than a large house that has me stressing with a mortgage that I can't pay. Can you hear me on this? Some of you guys are in a rush to get out of your apartment. Can I tell you the most person that I miss from my apartment? I'll tell you who. I miss the maintenance guy. <laughs> Luis! If you're watching on YouTube, you used to fix all the stuff. <laughs> Better is one apartment that's suitable for you and your family than getting into something that's just going to make you stressed out. And can I tell you something? The Bible says this. When we are faithful with the little, he'll be faithful with so much more. Stay in that place of faithfulness and let him graduate you to the next phase. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. Be patient. Because let's go back to Romans 12 too. Look at that. Because when you don't conform to the patterns of consumption, you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind and you'll be able to prove what God's will is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Better is one hand at goodwill. You see, being in God's will is a state of mind and it's a good place because being in God's will clothes you with peace. And this is what I'll tell you, in God's will, which is his goodwill, you'll always get more than what you paid for. You'll always get more than what you paid for. So maybe you're here today and you've been stressed out like many of us. I can relate to you. Give him your worry right now and receive his peace. Better is one handful with peace than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Better is one handful with your grace in my life, God, than two handfuls living outside of the will of God. Better is one handful with my confidence, knowing that my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory than two handfuls. And I'm trying to do this on my own. Is there anybody here that says, I got my handful and I'm holding on. I have my handful and I'm trusting in the Lord. Let me tell you this. 
We've talked about finances this whole time. But you also know where less is more is applied? In our relationship with Jesus. God doesn't want you to do more. He actually wants you to do less. Because when you do less, you'll stop relying on your own strength. And you'll believe more. And believe that the little bit that I'm offering, God will do more with it. Bible says what is it worth for a man to gain the whole world all of the possessions and in the end lose his soul there was a young man in the Bible he was named the rich young ruler also known as Lil Drip y'all know about him Lil Drip and Lil Drip wanted to follow Jesus and he's like Jesus what's going on I'm just trying to be down with your crew I'm just trying to get in and Jesus is like cool awesome have you kept the commandments? Did that. Have you honored your father and money, mother? Yeah, I got that. All right, cool. One thing I ask of you. Sell all of your possessions and give them to the poor. That's how you know that Jesus doesn't want your money, y'all. Oh, I don't go to church because Jesus just wants... No, Jesus don't want your money. He wants your heart. Bible says that this young man, Lil Drip, he said, oh, so everything I have and give it to the poor? Ooh, I don't know if I want this Jesus thing. This costs too much. And he walks. Not knowing that when Jesus asks you for everything, it's a test so he can give you more. Because if he would have just stayed, the disciples heard, if you leave everything for me, won't you not receive a hundredfold back? And here's the thing, we don't give to get, we give to give. Because it's a matter of the heart. And Jesus wanted to test this man's heart. And unfortunately, he made his decision. But can I tell you today? Better is one handful at goodwill. Better is one handful in the will of God. Because when you're in the will of God and you position yourself, I'm telling you, you're going to prosper like never before. You're going to be blessed like never before. So if you're here today and you've said, man, Josh, I'm also a person that I've tried to purchase things I've tried to get in relationships but nothing seems to fulfill this void can I tell you that that's a Christ-sized void that only he can fill and less is more all he wants is your faith because he's already done the rest he paid the price the cost has been bought for your debt has been paid. All you got to do is believe and you too can receive this gift. Why don't you close your eyes with me? And if you're here today and you've listened to this message and you say, man, this helped me examine my life 
and there's a decision that I need to make today. All you have to do is say less is more. You don't gotta work this out. You can't merit this. You can't earn this or deserve this. All you have to do is believe in your heart and receive this free gift. If you're here today and you wanna make that decision, I want you to just raise your hand up and say, I wanna put my faith in Christ. I see your hand, I see your hand, I see your hand. I see your hand, I see your hand. I see your hand, I see your hand. I see your hand. Come on, Journey Church, can we join these people in a prayer? Our family, can we repeat this together? Father God, we thank you for this moment that you have given us to put our faith in you. The debt has been paid. All I have to do is believe in my heart, accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and I will receive eternal security in you. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the debt that I couldn't pay. In Jesus' name, I receive your life. Come on, everybody says. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by this message. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. If you would like to share your testimony or if you have any prayer requests, please email us, amen at journeyorl.com where we'll have a team of people ready to celebrate with you and pray with you. Also, if you would like to help support the ministry of Journey Church in a financial way, you can do so by visiting journeyorl.com and choosing the giving option. Or text journeyorl to 77977. We hope you'll join us again soon. Have a great week.